Welcome to Tech Explorations Podcast, Episode 4, Part 2. In the previous part of Episode 4, Martin introduced himself and told us about how he became an Arduino maker and some of his projects, like Light Gary and a gadget for keeping his beer cold. In this second and final part, Martin talks about his interest in Bitcoin, his current big project, Ritual City Windows, and his future project plan, which involves augmented and virtual reality. Let's continue right where we left off in part one. So I was browsing around your website as well, and I see that you have also an interest in the Bitcoin. <laughs> You've got yep, your that's right. uh, addresses for donations. Uh, I was because of that. I, I looked into the Bitcoin yesterday, and the price has gone up, which is good news. <laughs> yep. I bought some more Bitcoin when it had crashed a few months ago, so I'm very happy about that. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so how is why, is this? why are you interested in the Bitcoin? Um, it took me quite a long time to really get a grasp of it com in comparison that it exists since 2009. I stumbled across over it. Two or three, three years ago, something like that, in 2016. Yeah. And um, at first, there was only the the, the, the investment idea: buy yeah. some Bitcoin, get rich. As a monetary like unit, yeah, of holding mm -hmm. monetary value in it. And then I stumbled across uh, Andreas Antonopoulos. I'm yeah. pretty sure you know of him. So I've read two so of his books. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, um, so what really gets me interested is the what seems to me the really uh, core idea behind Bitcoin. So not more the not, blockchain, not so much the investment, but more the decentralized uh, value system behind it. So it's not in this sense, it's not even the technical point that really got me started in, in Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it would make the world a better place in, in terms of using finance more fair. Uh, fair in the sense of uh, worldwide, we have a lot of people that are unbanked. They, they don't have access to bank at all. They don't have uh, um, access to, besides what they got money in their pocket, they don't have yeah. access to any credit system and stuff like that. And it solves some interesting mathematical problems. So this is my, maybe the, the technical aspect that uh, is now in, of interest to me. But at the beginning, it was near the understanding of investment. But I got very quickly over that. Uh, and I, uh, I'm, since I'm following or since I heard stuff from Andrea, Andreas Antonopoulos and since I read his books, I really think it, uh, is well, you know how it is. Some people really don't understand how it works at all, and uh, it's not easy to grasp since yeah, you know Bitcoin yeah. is not a company to whom does belong Bitcoin. There's no bank behind it, right? That yeah. that alone is strange. And uh, those are all the ideas that uh, that keep me interested in this stuff. So it's it's shared. It's a shared idea. It's 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 shared knowledge. It's shared uh, uh, marketplace. It's shared, what whatever you take with Bitcoin. It's it's uh, decentralized democracy. Yeah, yeah. 
I just came up with this, so I don't know if it's really a, a, a proper. No, you actually, that's my, it's close to my understanding. So there is a consensus algorithm. Um, there isn't, there's got to be a consensus between nodes that are running the Bitcoin network yeah. for a transaction to be accepted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, all, every single transaction is available on the blockchain publicly for everybody yep. to inspect, which means like that, that, that is a, an anti-fraud feature right there, which is also a democracy for it to function has to be transparent so the blockchain offers transparency so yeah there's a lot of mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of features of the blockchain and of bitcoin that go far beyond its use as a currency and go yeah. into many other aspects of everyday life and um uh, for that reason, again, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, this is extremely interesting to me, and uh, I've been monitoring it since 2009 and learning it. But like you, I was very confused in the beginning. Uh, I couldn't do much with it. Like acquiring Bitcoin was very difficult. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. buy it easily. And then once you have it, you didn't really know how to manage it. Correct, and this, this is still a hard part. So yeah. uh, that's what this thing uh, here is, right? Your video. Yeah, yeah. I have a ledger nano, yeah. but uh, still, how would I pass it on? There, there are very there are some interesting questions, and I I, I even wrote to Andreas, and uh, there. Uh, so the questions are: How would you pass it on to your uh, to your kids in the form of uh, of uh, when you pass off this world and leave yeah. this world how would you like transfer this value to your to your kids well you can't give them the the 24 sentence phrase because they would rip off rip you <laughs> off right away so to speak and uh, he said well there's a book there's a, a colleague of his it's a woman and i can't remember the name i would have to dig it up in the sure. email she has written a book about this topic but uh, there are so many questions still unanswered yeah. about uh, how what we really do with this thing. But in my uh, understanding and in my opinion and in my grasp of the world, uh, this is uh, this Pandora's box we have opened and it won't go away. So yeah. in one form or another, uh, I think there will be in, in our kids uh, will be living in a world where there will be some decentralized uh, electronic money. Finance system. Yep. So we've got to learn how to use it because it's not going away. Yeah. And uh, we better be informed about it rather than just, oh, no, it's too scary. Because yeah. uh, that, that, that is a common approach. Definitely not. This, this box, we won't close again. And uh, so this is also one of the reasons why I started becoming a, a, a maker again. Because I, I like to know where things come from in the sense, what is really... Uh, used to make something in, in the sense something somebody has to put in an, an effort in thinking about it, uh, designing it, uh, making a concept about it, a technical concept, a product concept. And uh, so when my son asks me something uh, and I want to give him an idea what's involved of that he has it in his hands, well, he's going to a supermarket and buying whatever you name it, uh, but what is uh, what is behind the story of the product behind? Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people involved most of the time, and uh, the going to the store and buying it is is just a, a very small facet of that. It's the end of the supply chain. 
there's a lot more behind it. It's, it's not visible to the end user. Yeah, right. Yeah, supply chain. So it's like, where do um, apples come from? It's like, uh, I guess they go to the supermarket and get the fruit, but they've never seen the tree yeah. that makes avocado, for yeah. example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where does it come from? Where, where do, uh, you have to plant it. You have to water it. You have to uh, take care of it. Uh, it has to grow. It take, takes time. Uh, and you have to collect the, the fruit from the tree. So uh, yeah. this was, is, is, in my opinion, is important to understanding of the world. So it is, yeah, I agree. What I'm trying to pass on. Uh, it's a way to understand how the world works by understanding supply mm -hmm. chains because they, we are dependent on supply chains, whether it's for energy, for food, for you know, building your house, uh, taking you from place A to place B. It's all supply chain and we're just the end user, but you don't really understand the big picture unless you understand how all those things come together. Not the details, Correct. of course. I'm not saying go and build one, but just to have a, mm -hmm. a good understanding of what's behind it. I wanted to talk about another one of your projects. I'm not sure if this is a current project completed or one of your plans, and that is the virtual city windows. I found your source code. <laughs> On yep. GitHub, you you posted about this on the Makers Club um, a few months ago. Dad, tell us what this is all about. It looks like a screen here um, installed in yep. various parts of the world. Gives you a window yeah. in different cities. That's the idea. So we had the well, uh, the the software behind it is very easy. It's just video streaming from point A to point B in a peer to peer network. That's that's, that's not the hard part. The hard part is, uh, um, so this is the, the software part. Okay. Then there's the mechanical part and the, the hardware part. How, uh, how do you construct such a video wall? It's even bigger at the moment. We are still working on it. It's, uh, it will be a three by four video wall with yeah. approximately uh, 42, 46 inch uh, monitors for a status. And uh, so hardware on one hand is, is not the issue because uh, the monitors are easily replaceable with uh, also yeah. with more. It, we're, we're trying we are trying to make it as cheap as possible or as, as, as yeah as cheap as possible. And the idea is that uh, for example that uh, one, there's one installation in Innsbruck and there's one installation uh, in another interesting city. And this could go all over the world in, in that sense. Uh, it, uh, it, our idea is not just uh, uh, interact via sm a small small mobile phone. Uh, video streaming from one, uh, from one phone to another is already available if you yeah. download the yeah. right app. But uh, we wanted to make a, a, um, a more impressive uh, um, interaction and immersive installation so the, that's where the size comes into, into perspective. And at the moment, we're talking to uh, uh, our town fathers in, in Innsbruck, and they are pretty much interested in the idea. They like the idea. And at the moment, we are uh, in contact with uh, some fab labs and makerspaces around the world. I have written to all of the makerspaces and fab labs emails that I found. And at the moment, uh, let's say about 20 interested uh, cities and, uh, so to speak, makerspaces are, are working on uh, something in, in their city to set it up. So the idea is they, they take 
the schematics and the plans that you've got on GitHub, and they will build yeah. their own virtual city window. Yeah, and, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can uh, so sit down we are, here. We are, giving, yeah. we are giving them out a reference with mm -hmm. the software as a common denominator. This is, will be the interface, so to speak, which we have to agree on. Uh, but besides that, uh, if somebody is doing a 4x4 LED wall uh, worth $100,000, uh, we don't care. Our idea is to build it with, with, uh, with uh, cheaper monitors mm -hmm. and uh, trying to get an immersive um, interaction with audio and video uh, so that it, we in Innsbruck can show to guys that are living in, uh, since we got nine months of winter over here, uh, uh, this year is horrible. We got only uh, 20 degrees centigrade just as of now. Uh, we had a very long winter. We had a very rainy spring. So it was cold till two weeks ago, really mm -hmm. cold, uh, below 10, 10 degrees centigrade. Yeah. And uh, so it's now summer officially. To demonstrate snow, but uh, we wanted to have an interaction maybe with uh, with uh, somebody living in warmer areas, like in Sydney. to the equator. In uh, yeah, Sydney. Why not? Yeah, sure. And uh, or Melbourne or Western Australia or wherever, wherever yeah. whoever wants to do is is fine with us. So I can imagine a situation: you've got one of the screens in Innsbruck, and there's one say in, in Sydney, in Town Hall, for example, or in the harbour. Mm -hmm. And I, I I'm in Sydney. I stand here. What I see is Innsbruck or one of the uh, the scenery in Innsbruck. I can speak. Uh, could be another person standing there looking at me because I guess there's a camera somewhere here, high definition, Correct. so my image yeah. mm -hmm. comes through. There will be cameras between. Uh, we don't know how many cameras we really need. If we at, at the moment we will we will start with one or two. We will be they, at the moment they will be in the cross intersection between the monitors. Yeah, and uh, also microphone and. Um, at the moment, uh, this is the this is the, the the hard part of the installation. is not so not so much technical problems. Yeah. At the moment, it's more the the, the political, let's say, stuff. Yeah, it's a public space, right? You need permissions. Um, yeah, we want to set it up public, and we want to set it up in front of an interesting place. Yeah, there yeah. are many interesting places in Innsbruck, uh, like the Golden Stachel or yeah. the, the the background image you see here. This is very close to the mountains where I where I grew up. So this is actually on the the base station of the skiing area close, <sighs> close to Innsbruck. So that that's that, that's this is uh, from a, a presentation which I had for our town fathers in Innsbruck. So in this and this normally is snowed under, right? There's a lot of snow. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've got. I uh, just noticed. That's why I highlighted this bit. You can also, or at least me, you may plan to do real-time language translation. So I can speak in English and then another person in Austria, a German-speaking person, can speak yep. in German and we can understand each other. It's like a Star Trek universal translator yep. mm -hmm. in your system. I know for sure that uh, Microsoft has integrated this in Skype Enterprise for some of the languages. Uh, there are videos on YouTube you can watch about that. Uh, yeah. It's definitely from... I think it's simplified Mandarin or something like that to uh, to uh, English and from Spanish to English and also vice versa, of course. 
And uh, I'm pretty sure that there are um, uh, on the cloud services, no matter if you go to Amazon cloud services or to Google cloud Google services. Translate, yeah. Like, I think they're working on that. They're, they're pretty, this is possible. This should be possible. This, this, so it's this, a possible uh, add-on and yep. it would make a lot of sense here. Like that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the visual plus the the language barrier, so the visual barrier is, is dealt with with your cameras and the uh, in the uh, displays, and then you use this technology for the language barrier, and you've got a real window that can mm-hmm. make communication like so transparent between any two parts of the world. Yeah, amazing. Great. I hope it goes well. Um, uh, and. Uh, I've been looking at the progress of the project and uh, happy to help as I can. Um, let's talk a little bit about the future, not, not the far future, but like say this year. <laughs> what are your mm-hmm. plans? Like, uh, is it something that you want to learn so that you can use that new knowledge in new projects um, or the opposite? You've got projects that you want to do that you need to build up your knowledge to be able to deal with them? Yep. Uh, there's... Um I'm planning um, just for fun. I'm planning to do um, uh, a car fleet. Uh, is <laughs> let's say three, five, four cars, and I want to implement a, a, a swarm algorithm in in those cars. Well, it's easy on on the computer. Uh, there's stuff for Unity or stuff like that. Unity 3D, and uh, for this, the, the the mathematics is not that difficult. Not that difficult to. S- it's not that high level of artificial intelligence, but uh, so I want to have uh, uh, so let's say six cars uh, running around in a swarm in the park, just doing their own stuff. Like like we would have birds in this in the sky, like doves yeah, or right. pigeons or sparrows or something something like that. I want to have six cars. They go in the park in, in uh, going around in in whatever shape or form they produce on their own communicating to each other. So I really have to learn about some uh, uh, technology, how to communicate from one processor to each other yeah. via, via, via radio. So when you mentioned MQTT in the beginning, so I really have to learn about some, some protocols, uh, path protocols, how I can communicate to uh, my devices uh, uh, from a, one from... Yeah. It's a very... Uh, interesting project because it's got so many problems in it that you have to solve that's the communication but i I guess each unit would need to also be aware of its environment and make decisions based on what is happening aware of its neighbors yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, of the surrounding yeah and then uh, as the i guess the human controller will need to have some sort of control on it to specify a direction or a, a like a location to go yeah, to. Yeah, that, that was my first thought. I, I I would have one car that I steer with the radio control for a begin. Yeah. And uh, the others would follow in a swarm fashion the other car, but on their own. So this would be my first aim to do. And then in the next, second step, get rid of the radio control and uh, have other measurements to have themselves sustained in the park area. How have you figured out what the very first step is? Like, would it be one car, just simple remote control, um, able to 
sense the world around it perhaps to avoid obstacles like something very very simple that you have zero risk in it um and then no, you- it's even simpler i think in the first step i would i i don't consider obstacles at all mm-hmm. i just i think i'm i have pretty much to do uh, on this by itself just have the telemetry sent to the other cars so that they really, I, I just don't, don't want them to have in one line. This this would be stupid to me. So they w- yeah. would really have some implement, uh, some algorithm uh, defining space between them. Uh, how far am I from my neighbors? Which direction is my leader going? And how can I follow? But not so much without with obstacles in the park. So yeah. I take out the, these out of the equation in the first part to begin with. And bring them on in the in the later step in the second step or even a, in a third step so this is definitely i want to learn about in this year and i am building at the moment uh, i am also building um ar glasses uh, augmented reality glasses reality, yeah uh, there's an open source project from a company that is has been building uh uh motion detection device it's called leap motion yeah And they have have produced uh, open source augmented reality glasses. It's called Project North Star. And I have already one pair of of those glasses. Let me just open up. As for incident, I have it here close. Oh, I don't know if you can see them. Oh, yeah. So there's the lip motion up the front. of it. There are two uh, displays behind here yeah. and there's a refracting lens over here it's 50% see through yeah. so the displays are, uh, send out the light and will be reflected from the glasses uh, 50% back to your eyes and so you get stereo vision yeah right uh, and this is uh, this is then done I'm using Unity 3D for for starters and over here this is the leap motion mm-hmm. which does uh, detection of, of, of hands and finger motion so, so you can do gestures in front of your face and those will yeah, be detected right. by the leap motion mm-hmm. and you can that's your user interface yeah but it, it uh, in this sense is still quite stupid what I, yeah, I uh, I'm already uh, doing a second version of these with a higher resolution displays and there will be uh, more sensors up here. There will be a sensor for uh, uh, for tracking in environment, so for spatial mapping, yeah. and for uh, uh, with an inertial measurement unit. I think it's called IMU. Yep, uh, yep. uh, so that I uh, can solve uh, similar problems like uh, like an Oculus Rift or a Vive. So in this sense, where I'm, where am I in the room? Wow. And uh, so this is also something like like Gary. This is endless because then you know uh, that you are in the room, and then you then is the first step what you can do with the room. So is there a building, uh, another building? Is there a picture hanging on the wall? So this is quite some 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 stuff you have to solve yeah. up to this point to recognize if there's. Uh, I, I I see a lot of uh, long nights ahead of you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as you're embarking in this project the 24 hours is too that short that will never end 
So I'm looking at this technology in particular, and you know, as you are evolving your prototype, the technology that you're using in your prototype also evolves, which opens up new options for you to try yep. out, which means you evolve your prototype, and it never ends. <laughs> nah, no, it never ends. But this Good. is, to me, this is fun. This is why, this is what I like. This is why I am uh, here in this world. Absolutely. That's... Um, that's being a maker, uh, you, you never end. And uh, I think that that is what is so interesting. It's, it's a lifestyle that is constantly immersed in not just technology, but what can I do? It's like this learning aspect and then the doing aspect. What can I do with this technology? You've got the curiosity to learn, but then also you've got the urge to make. These together are powerful and mm -hmm. uh, it's really a lifestyle. Um, yeah, I agree. It's yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's a good description. It's a lifestyle. This is how we we grasp the world is yeah. by doing, <laughs> by making. I'm looking. Uh, I, I'm just going to share one more thing here. Um, if I can, here it is. Yeah, this. So this is uh, Leap Motion, the website. Uh, and yep, uh, if anybody's interested to learn more about this technology, that's is where you can look it up. And this is what you used as well and yeah, this is a device uh, at the because, front. Uh, leap motion came out of a kickstarter campaign yeah, so i yeah. have the leap motion since they ever came out yeah and that's when i got mine at kickstarter yeah yeah so project north star is, is is also this is uh hosted on github so everybody has the same access there's a, a discourse channel and at the moment i think there's 600 uh crazy people around the world trying uh, or not just trying building those classes that I have. yeah with so this contains instructions right yeah but they well there you have to differentiate leap motion is just a product mm -hmm. and uh, they try to sell it also which makes sense for for the oculus rift or for the yeah. for the wide but uh, there is uh, they have a blog and project North star is mentioned on their blog and they have a talk, uh, a token, uh, not tag, a tag uh, called, oh, yeah, nice. oh, <laughs> that's one. First one, <laughs> first one is Project Northstar. And uh, there's also then a link to the GitHub repository uh, yeah. where you can find the 3D SDL files to print this. There's already a, a small company in China which does the refractive uh, glasses, which would, uh, this kept me a long time from doing it because how would you make the refractive glasses if you would have to do it on their own? Yeah. So luckily there is a, a small company in, in Shenzhen, China, which does it for a very, very reasonable price. Perfect. But everything else besides the glasses and the leap motion is out of the 3D printer yeah. and is uh, just homemade. That's amazing. Well, thank you uh, so much to, to dig into. Uh, after a conversation, <laughs> yeah, uh, gotta go and uh, do some research now. <laughs> well, I think we'd leave it at that, uh, Martin. Uh, it, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, I personally learned a lot and, like, uh, also understanding better uh, where you came from, what you're doing now with your projects, and what your plans are, which are very ambitious. I've got to say, it's just amazing. So, thank you for being on. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me on. I, I, I was also looking forward, and I, 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 without you, I wouldn't have gotten into Arduino and, and, and stuff like that. So. I really appreciate that. Um, how can people get in touch with you? What's your preferred method of communication? 
uh, I think best way is to go via via email. They can go yeah. to my blog. I think there's uh, there's my email, or uh, if you just leave the email on the podcast somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, I can see uh, you've got. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's yeah. Martin at. Scott, yeah, you got plenty. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and there's a contact form. This the the easiest way for yeah. to get in. Perfect. All right. So this is easy. Uh, you've got plenty of ways to get in touch, and of course you're on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, you are on the Makers Club too. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. Also, yes. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, um, have a very productive rest of your night, which is about midnight <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's half past midnight. Yes. And um, again, thank you very much, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. That's all for episode four. The notes for this episode that include links to many of the resources mentioned and information on how to get in touch with Martin are available on our website, techexplorations.com. Each episode comes with its own page on the Tech Exploration website and a gold mine of information in the notes. This podcast episode was produced by Tech Explorations. Do you have any questions or suggestions? Would you like to nominate a maker to be our guest? And of course, you can nominate yourself please email us at podcast at texplore.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for the name of our podcast, Tech Explorations. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time.